Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the Full-Time Report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax, proud partner of your Atlanta United, the Home Depot, with more ways to help take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. AT&T, the official wireless partner of Atlanta United, Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing, and Piedmont, an official health care provider of Atlanta United. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Atlanta United kind of bullied out of the game in the final half hour tonight, and they lose to Philadelphia Union 4-1, a match where I said at some point in the second half when it was 2-1 Philadelphia, wow, you know, it doesn't really feel like there's a lot separating Philadelphia from Atlanta right now in terms of quality, but that final half hour was all Philadelphia and an accumulation of a lot of things for Atlanta United. As I said, kind of bullied out of the game. The Sunday to Wednesday turnaround and Atlanta United had travel problems last night, which I know they're not going to use as an excuse, but uh, that comes into the equation as well. Uh, and just the, the physicality really, really started to add up in, in favor of Philadelphia, and they were able to get the, the two late goals to win it 4-1. All Atlanta United can do now is try to get something out of Portland on, on Sunday and then get back home and keep themselves alive. But they can't allow Philadelphia to beat them twice. No, you can't. And, and there's a couple of things that come into play with this weekend as we look at the results around the league tonight. One, Ricky Pucci scored a late equalizer for the L.A. Galaxy. Toronto was on their way to three points. It's 2-2 in stoppage time right now. New England and Chicago scoreless stoppage time right now. Now Columbus is leading Miami 1-0 in stoppage time. Okay. Orlando got delayed. It's just started. It's scoreless. But here's the other factor. Austin and Portland are delayed, and we don't know when that one's going to start. Portland is who Atlanta United will face. Now there's plenty of time between Wednesday and, and Sunday, but that's just what's going on around the league. I think there was a maybe a little bit of a, a, a missed story coming into this that this was a must-win for Atlanta. This was the least likely of any points of any game they had left. What is frustrating is that's a fact. Nobody, there are five teams who have gotten a point here all season long. Nobody's won in Philadelphia since September of last year. In the regular season. In the regular season. So it's very difficult to get that. And yeah, that game, too. Uh, how many Philadelphia regulars were in that game? Not many because of a COVID situation. But this was the least likely one. You can't let the frustration of tonight, where you played well enough for 60 minutes to be level or ahead, you can't let that change the story coming into it. The story was this was the hardest game of the seven. Okay, you didn't get anything out of it. What can you learn from this to go to Portland? And probably more importantly, what can you learn from this to deal with Philadelphia again because yeah. they come to the Benz? And so, that game 
is going to be a must-at-least-result game. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Now, Atlanta United against Philadelphia at the Benz, aside from the U.S. Open Cup match, where the scoreline may have been deceptive uh, last year. Oh, it, CONCACAF Champions League. Or actually, yeah. yeah, Champions League. Outside of that, Atlanta United at the Benz against Philadelphia has been excellent. So we'll see. Uh, Philadelphia being a pressing team, maybe a little more comfortable in that style at home. But it was certainly effective tonight to the tune of a 4-1 Philadelphia Union win. The man of the match brought to you by Heineken. We'll give it to the goal scorer tonight for Atlanta United. And that was Andrew Gutman. Yeah, I thought Andrew Gutman gave a lot of the things that, that we were talking about in terms of emotion, in terms of fight kind of leading by example to a degree. It looked like Gutman was the one who kind of grabbed everybody together at the start of the second half into a huddle to talk to his teammates. He gets the goal where he sacrifices his body. He made a big play at the top of the 18, sliding to prevent a shot opportunity from Carranza. In addition to the goal, he had two tackles. He had two interceptions. That's four defensive actions and a goal. That's a pretty big night for a left center back who's kind of the joker in the deck for Atlanta United in this setup because he's very hard for teams to defend. And when he can get forward, and when we saw that in the first half, Atlanta caused Philadelphia a lot of problems. That's something they're going to have to look for in Portland as well. So Andrew Gutman, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, an official health care partner of Atlanta United. These stats swung wildly to Philadelphia in the final 30 minutes tonight. Shots were 22 to 18 Philadelphia. Shots on target, 8-5 Philadelphia. Possession 56-44 Philadelphia. Uh, the key passes tonight were slightly in favor of Philadelphia, 16 to 14. The expected goals, 3.07 for Philadelphia, 1.60 for Atlanta. The passing accuracy for Atlanta United, uncharacteristic at 79%. They're usually up around 86%. That speaks to how Philadelphia was able to get that press dialed up. All the corner kicks in the first half, by the way, 6-4 Atlanta United. And the fouls, and it's always significant. It's always significant. You called this right before kickoff. Philadelphia has committed the second most fouls in the league this year, and Atlanta got called for more tonight, 16-12. to and, I mean, if you watch the game, come did it, on. Did it feel like that? No, Atlanta like was not the aggressor. Atlanta <laughs> needed to be more right. aggressive. I wanted them to foul more at yeah. times. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things that – and it's part of what Philly does to drive you crazy. It, it's – they press. So they harry you. They, they get the game frantic. They are physical. They'll grab. They'll, they'll push. They'll, they'll do all those things off the ball. We saw multiple times – trying to get arguments started off the ball. They'll go down easy, which on top of all of it drives you nuts. They eventually just wear you down physically, but also emotionally. And all those stats for Atlanta up through 60 minutes were very good. Yes. And all the stats you named, pretty much all of those happened in the first 60 minutes. There wasn't anything in the last 30. You know, I was looking at it, the third goal, and Atlanta United decided shot advantage, decided XG advantage. Decided everything advantage. But that last 30, that, that third goal, that was it. That was yeah, done. In fact, I think you could argue the first three Red, uh, Red Bulls. It feels like we watched the Red About Bulls. About the same style. <laughs> the first three union goals tonight were really all against the run of play. Uh, but it is a 4-1 Atlanta United defeat tonight. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with the highlights after this on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back, 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 back to the full-time report. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at Subaru Park, Chester, Pennsylvania, Atlanta United falling to Philadelphia Union tonight. Four to one, Atlanta United wants to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total, currently $8,000. Let's go through how uh, the goals all unfolded tonight. Uh, thought Atlanta United got off to a pretty good start, to be honest. I think Jason and I were having that discussion a little bit the first 15 minutes. A threat here or there for Philadelphia, but well handled for the most part by Atlanta United. And then things started to get a little bit frustrating because there was an incident with Andre Blake coming 20 yards off his line and appearing, and I still haven't seen a, a really slowed-down replay of this, but it happened right in front of us, and appeared to get his studs up really high on Luis Arruju and they collided. Not only was Blake not carded, apparently no foul was called either. That's what was weird about it is if the foul was not called, it was a drop ball to restart, but Lucas Spala, the referee, stopped the play, worried about Araujo, I guess a head injury or just an injury? Yeah. It was really strange because I don't know how much Blake got of the ball, but he's outside the 18. And he got a lot of Luis Araujo with right. his boot high. Well, that got Gonzalo Pineda's temperature really, really hot. And he was booked. And right after that, Philadelphia gets this goal from Julian Carranza. Elliott dribbling down the middle off the free kick. Tried to send it through to Gadsdag. Knocked away Peranta, but it lands to Gadsdag again inside the arc. He takes a touch. Flicks to Carranza. Shot through traffic. Score. Boy, that is so frustrating. Gonzalo Pineda getting cautioned. Philadelphia takes the free kick quickly, and they generate a team goal to take a 1-0 lead. And it's a goal that was unassailably against the run of play. I, I don't yeah. think anyone would, would disagree with that. Yeah, and it's a free kick that started the whole sequence in the center circle that should there was happened. It, there should have been a foul the other way first, as I think Sosa was cleaned out. The second collision gets the foul, and then Philadelphia gets the goal. They are so good on those restarts. It's not about rhythm for them or building up play. It's about those moments where the play is broken that they thrive in. Uh, and I, I just I don't want to harp on this too much, but again, if Blake is 
cautioned, and there is a free kick inside the arc. Atlanta United's going to get a really good scoring opportunity. If Blake is sent off for violent conduct, it can completely change the tone of the match. So yeah, it's a completely different it, game at that yeah, point so, if that would have happened. So it's a big call. Yeah, and I, I'm, not, I'm not in any way trying to suggest that the referee determined the outcome tonight, but that was a big, big swing in favor of Philadelphia, and they capitalized. So it's 1-0 Philadelphia after 18 minutes, but Atlanta United gets the equalizer. And mentioned Blake. He had a big, big save at the start of this sequence that produced a goal by Andrew Gutman. Well, here's a counter press by Atlanta, and Wiley's got a steal now in the left attacking third. Pulls the ball back, then sends it across Cisneros to Almada. Flicked inside the arc. Arruz, who turns, shoots blocked by a teammate. Out to Almada. Shot. Save Blake. Loose. Headed in for a goal. Andrew Gutman. Blake spills the rebound, and a lunging hitter by Andrew Gutman equalizes in the 25th minute. It's a great play by Gutman. It's just one of those where, you know, you need somebody to make a play. It's it's not, again, it's not in buildup. It's not any of that. Atlanta forces the turnover. They get the opportunity after Blake makes the save on Almada and the shot from Arouge who's blocked before that. And it's there. And Gutman just throws his body at it and puts it in the back of the net. That's what he's brought to the table. We talked about Brooks Linden in the, the pregame and stretching the field. And I think that was big in the first half tonight, but Gutman has brought a different energy, and I wish that was a little more contagious at times. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So it's 1-1 in the 24th minute, and Atlanta United, it felt like they had some opportunities to go get a second, and because they did not convert on those opportunities, that made this goal by Mikhail Uwa in first half stoppage time so much more devastating because the match, in my opinion, could have been totally different if it were level going into halftime. Here's the goal. Wagner with his right arm in the air. Still in the air. Now he's up to it. Plays it to the near post again. Missing the header was Parata. And then a bouncing shot back in for a goal. Michael Uwa. And it's 2-1 Philadelphia on a broken play. That's a deflected shot. I mean, it's just it's a quintessential Philadelphia goal. A set piece that is probably overhit from the intended targets and gets all the way through and they make a play and I think I think this is the biggest difference with Philadelphia in those moments where in the past you had to really create the goal from the press now when the play breaks in the in the final third you've got guys like Uwa you've got guys like Carranza you've got guys like Gazdag and you compare that three to previous lineups for the Union, and it's off the charts, the difference in quality in those moments. Now, it still takes a deflection, still needs a little bit of help finding the back of the net. I don't know if Rios Novo makes the save on the initial shot. It, the deflection was right in front, so it's hard to tell where the initial shot was going to go. But that's what Philly does, and, and they do it well. So 2-1 Philadelphia at halftime, and it, it, again, kind of felt like Atlanta hit the wall after the one-hour mark, and then it was Philadelphia going in for the kill shot. I and think they hit the wall after this goal. I, I, I don't think it was before. I think it was this goal broke everybody. Fair enough, and it came in the 67th minute from Daniel Gazdag. Baizo now, all Philadelphia in the 67th minute. Baizo playing in the head to Jose Martinez in the near corner. Jose Martinez with a cross that's headed up in the air. 
Rocco off his line, and it slipped into the goal as Rocco missed the punch, and Gazdag scores, and it's 3-1 Philadelphia. It's the challenge for a shorter goalkeeper to command your 18-yard box, and especially around your six. It's always a challenge. Some guys do it different ways. Some guys stay on their line more to make that play and make the reaction save. Some guys kind of try to, you know, be a little bit of a presence in those moments. In this one, I feel like Rios Novo tries to do too much. And by coming off his line for that, that was the headers popped up in the air. I believe Parata is there to try to win the second header. It's either Parata or Franco. I can't remember exactly. It's one of them. They're right there. It's not like a clean header for Philadelphia that's unmarked. It's not going to be something where they're going to be able to get a ton of power behind it. It doesn't feel like a situation where Rios Novo needs to go make a play in that moment. And by going for it, I think he ends up colliding with his defender, which allows the ball to pop into the middle and be touched home. And uh, I think we're going to talk a lot more about Rocco Rios Novo in the next segment based on the questions and comments we're getting on Twitter. Uh, Philadelphia uh, slams the door in the fifth of six added minutes deep in stoppage time. This would have been a penalty if it was not slammed home by Nathan Harriel. Here is McGlynn again just outside the 18, rolling it through to Aronson, right end line, dribbling the edge of the six, cross to flex, bounces, and a handball shout. It goes into the net anyway. They call it a Danitz to Philadelphia, and they put it in for a fourth goal. It would have been a penalty, but they're going to count the goal, and it's 4-1 Philadelphia. And that will take us to the end of the match. Yeah, not exactly sure who had the handball, but it was very clearly handballs right in front of us. The referee plays advantage correctly, and it's slammed home by Harriel. There's only one other time in the five years I've been doing this where I remember something like that happening, the referee playing advantage on a ball in the penalty area, and it was in San Jose in 2018, a goal that Miguel Almarone scored against San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah, it wasn't a situation where he he confused anybody with no. his movements. I think <laughs> Which it, happened in San Jose. That's what happened in San Jose because that was strange. Um, in this one, I think everybody hesitated when it looks like it's a handball and you expect the penalty to be called except for Nathan Harriel, and he slams it home. It, from that third goal, I think it's a completely different game. And it's just I'm, – I'm reading some of the comments from Jim Curtin in his postgame comments, and, and he said, I think we set the tone early. Or he said, we set the tone early. I would thoroughly disagree with that. I don't think Philadelphia set the tone early. I think where Philadelphia set the tone was from the 60th minute on. And they had the 3-1 lead, but that's where they really just took control of the game and didn't allow Atlanta anything, any hope of getting back into it. I don't think they set the tone early. That's, I think that's a smart statement to make when you're going to play this team again. Yeah. And you're yeah. trying to get in people's heads and you're trying to talk about what Philly does that Atlanta doesn't do. And we've called it bullying a, a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to equate I, I, it to I, that. By the way, I say that in a flattering way, like broad street bullies. Like, I, I, I'm not. I, you're, you're from around here. I'm not <laughs> saying it in a flattering way at all. Um, it, it's what, what I'm, why I use that term is I think Atlanta has to show some response no, to I, it. I totally agree with that. And it didn't happen enough. Yeah. It, it's something where. You know, we've talked about it in previous games. I believe the Austin game was, was one, the Red Bulls game, where 
there's times where you need somebody to commit a hard foul. You need somebody to, you know, take a shot at somebody. You know, all those things that teams do to Atlanta. And, and we've, we talk about it and we get angry about it and we get frustrated. And, and you should because it, it, referees should handle it better. But if that's going to happen, Atlanta has to do that in response. And that's where all of the leadership not being in this team at this point with the injuries really shows up. If you want one spot where it shows up across the board this season, to me, that's it. I know a lot of people will point to Rios Novo today specifically and say, well, you know, if Brad's there or, you know, goalkeeper number two or goalkeeper number three is there, maybe it's different. I think it's in those moments where teams get physical, teams try to provoke, teams take control of games, and there's not a response on the field from Atlanta United enough. That's where Osvaldo Alonso would have been huge. That's where Brad Gazan, even being in goal, can be huge. You saw Andre Blake coming out and trying to, to calm things down when Jose Martinez is losing his head. That You see Brad in those moments. Like, you don't have that right now. And these are the games where it's glaring. Uh, the Goodman goal, by the way, was the hot play of the match brought to you by Scana. For over 20 years, Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. Here's a quote from Jim Curtin that I thoroughly agree with that he said about this game, and, and this is something that goes to what I was just talking about. Jim Curtin said, when our guys smell blood, they are pretty ruthless. Dead on. Dead on. And in those moments sometimes, you got really one of two choices when, to, to continue the analogy, you've been punched in the mouth and there's blood going everywhere, okay? You got to deal with that. Philadelphia, they're ruthless in those moments. He's dead on. He's 100% correct. In a, in a boxing fight, you got two responses. You either throw a haymaker to try to get back into the fight or you hold on to gather yourself. You grab the guy, you're up against the ropes, whatever you can do to get yourself back together. Those are the moments that I think Atlanta, being young, not having that leadership, really struggles, and you saw it after the third goal tonight. We'll talk more about it in the next segment. We'll also take your questions and comments on Twitter at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe as Atlanta United falls to Philadelphia Union tonight, 4-1 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. With more full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
All right, back in Philadelphia, where Atlanta United suffers a 4-1 loss tonight to Philadelphia Union. Let's get to your questions and comments on Twitter, and you can send them in to us at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe. Um, the majority of comments that are popping up in my timeline, Jason, have to do with uh, Rocco Rios Novo and uh, why Gadinho is not starting at this point. Now, I, That I, part's I, not fair. Well, I, I, yes. It, it, let, me, let me backtrack a moment. Um, do we both agree Rocco had a really rough night tonight? Yeah, yeah, bad night. I, I think there's very little doubt on that. He he Th- ends up making first goal. I'd I'd love to hear from him if he saw it. What happened? First goal, not all that egregious. I'd like to know more. Yeah. Third goal that ends up completely destroying the game. That's on Rios Nova without question. Yeah, he doesn't have okay. to come for that. I, I think we can also agree. That in general, um, if you want to take it back to, like, the Chicago match, the month of August, Rocco's been – he's been good. I, I don't think either of the goals against D.C. were his fault. No. Um, I think he's been good. And the the part that Jason says is unfair, look, folks, Pineda's been getting the question, and he's been answering it, and I'm sorry if you don't like the answer. Rocco Rios Novo's ahead of Raul Godinho right now, at least coming into tonight – was ahead of him by a pretty wide margin. Um, now, did enough change tonight to maybe lead to Pineda rethinking this for Sunday? We'll find out. But coming into tonight, Rocco Rios Novo was far ahead of Raul Godinho based on the way he had been playing in matches and based on the way they had been training, according to what we were told. Yeah, it's... The reason why I say it's unfair to say why isn't Goudinho starting is that is waiting until after Rocco Rios Novo has a bad night to say that. That's why that's not fair. It, it's it's fair if you want to say that after Rios Novo has a good game. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a different conversation. To say it after this, why hasn't he been starting before? Because we don't have a magic eight ball to tell you that Rocco's going to have a bad night tonight. That's why. They're very different goalkeepers. Goudinho is six foot five. He is not as good with the ball at his feet. He is probably going to handle crosses better, being that that you know taller. He's not been a regular goalkeeper, but he's played a lot more at the senior level than Rocco Rios Novo coming into this. But he had no experience with the club before walking in the door. Rios Novo, even though he wasn't here at the beginning of the year, did have that time last year. And that was what gave him the opportunity. And he was here first, and he got the opportunity. He did well enough to keep it. And he's done well enough from a training perspective to keep it. Now, the, like you said, the question that is a valid one is, did anything change after tonight's performance? And that's what we don't know yet. Um, could it have been enough to, to make a change? Yeah, it could have. Because that third goal, as we've said all night, if you don't come for that, if you stay on the line, I think Atlanta's dealing with the the balls being popped up into the air. At at worst, it's a corner, and it's still 2-1. And the collapse doesn't go from there because that's where the game got lost was the third goal. And you have to go back and look at the decision by Rocco Rios Novo to come for that ball when he can't get to it and concede the third goal that ends up deciding the game. Yeah. Um, Look, here's the other thing about Rocco. And, again, I mean, we will see on Sunday. If Goudinho's the keeper on Sunday, I wouldn't be shocked, to be honest. But It but, happens where sometimes you do that to change the 
just change the mojo, change the vibe. It's just to change it. Yeah. And sometimes that gives you a little bit of a, a boost. But here's the other thing I would just say in, in a little bit of a defense of Rocco. It, you're, you're still talking about a teenager. Atlanta United did not in any way, shape, or form expect to be in this position in August. Uh, they certainly, coming into the season, did not expect Brad Guzan to blow out his Achilles, and they definitely were not expecting Bobby Shuttleworth to retire midseason. Or so Dylan Castanera to blow out his Achilles because he was the number three. That's right. That's the thing, and that's that's it's a very big element to what this season has been well, where your number one goalkeeper, your number two goalkeeper, your number three goalkeeper are not here as we go into September. Well, and I think Shiva's point kind of goes to another aspect of that. She says, I was not expecting a win against one of the best teams in the league tonight, but I was not expecting us to give up easy goals either. It's disappointing that our defending has not shaped up to what it needs to be. Yeah, this one to me, again, you go through the three goals that you give up to that point because that's where the game was lost, and, and, and then you're talking response. You go through those three goals. Is it team defending that, that concedes those goals? No, I, I really don't think it is. It, it's just in these moments, Atlanta is conceding goals against the run of play and not responding well to it. I don't know if Miles Robinson being on the field tonight would have changed that. I, I don't know. There, there's no way to know that. I, I do think Brad being there would have been different. I can think um, of uh, – sorry to interrupt. I can think of one guy who's injured right now who could have definitely changed the tone of this match, Osvaldo Alonso. Yeah, and, and that to me is the biggest miss is attitude. And, look, it was a talking point coming out of last season, and, and it was a conversation that – Gonzalo Pineda had, Carlos Bocanegra had, about what the goals were in the offseason to do. And one of the things was bring in some veteran leadership. And you've brought some veteran leadership that has helped you, but Osvaldo Alonso was the veteran leader you were bringing in to help mentor Santiago Sosa to play a good bit for him in the first half of the season, but to come into games like this one and be part of it. And no offense to Franco Ibarra, who I, I thought – was fine. He was okay. He, he didn't. He didn't add a ton today. But if you have the opportunity in this game to play Sosa and Alonso together in oh. the holding midfield oh. to deal with the shenanigans and deal with everything, that's why you went and signed him. And you only got five games. And that's look. It's it's, it's life. It's it's the game. It's the league. It's this year. It's been crazy. But these are the kinds of moments, and we've seen it a couple of times where the Austin game got away from you. This one gets away from you where you need a leader to get you through those moments where you can't handle it because you guys who watch the game worldwide, you know that no team in the world, Manchester City, Barcelona in their heyday, Bayern even in the Bundesliga where they can probably go ahead and hand them the trophy, any of those situations, they don't control a full 90 minutes, game in, game out. You have dips in games where things get away from you a little bit. Call goes against you, a little bit of bad luck, deflection, whatever. Things get away from you. This team this year, with everything they've been through, really struggles in those moments. And it's glaring in games like tonight where – it's 2-1, okay, that happens. It gets to 3-1. You've got to respond better than you did. 
where from then on, Philadelphia outshot Atlanta probably 12-0. I don't have it in front of me, but they weren't in double digits, I don't think. That might have put them into double digits in the third goal. And they ended up with 22 shots. Can I actually look that up really quick? I um, think Atlanta might have been at 18 in the 60th minute. Yeah, let's see. One, two. That's sorry to count. Joseph <laughs> did have a shot. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Dom Dwyer had a shot. Yeah, but, late, very but, late. But from, um, from the third goal, <laughs> one, two, three, four, it, they had the goal and then they had the four subsequent shots. And prior to the third goal, they had four four consecutive shots before that. So they had a run of nine, yeah, nine unanswered shots. Yeah. They had a run of nine and unanswered shots. Sorry to do the math on the air like that. No, but, uh. that, stuff, that, that stuff's <laughs> important, and that's that's kind of where you are. Um, you know, we, we went through it with Rocco. That, I mean, you didn't really you didn't have a, intended to have a fourth goalkeeper to come in and play, but that's the situation that you've been dealt. You didn't expect Juan Jose Parata to be here. No. He wasn't here at the beginning. It's just it is what it is. And now you can sit here and, and we can analyze everything about it and talk about what needs to change. But there's six games left. And can you get 12 points out of these last six games? Absolutely. Absolutely you can. Is it going to be easy? Oh, no, it's not going to be easy. And you're going to have to win at least one, probably two, that you won't be favored in. And that could be – a home game against Philadelphia in a couple weeks, too. Yeah. One more for Maddie. Uh, she says she was disappointed and unhappy with Marcelino Moreno's play. No reason you're that close to goal. Lots of defenders surrounding you, and you pass with whatever foot is quicker. To try to switch to the right foot, your professional should be comfortable to use the other foot. I would just say this about Marcelino Moreno. I think he is painfully out of rhythm right now due to lack of playing time. Yeah, I, I think he's a guy some players don't do well as subs at, at coming off the bench playing 30 playing 20 here playing 15 here I think Marcelino's a guy who's a rhythm player but I think coming into tonight this is the kind of shape that works best for the players that Atlanta has and if that means you know Moreno's not starting and you're not going to get as much out of him off the bench well I mean that's that's what it is and now you have to figure out, okay, in that moment, is it going to be Sadich who gets that or Ibarra if, if those roles are reversed? You know, or is it you know, changing it in a different way, bringing Araujo maybe more central, which would be a unique look, and bringing Mosquera on a little bit earlier to, to change it up to get that spark off the bench because I think Moreno's struggling to provide that spark off the bench. He never got into the rhythm of this one tonight. Okay, we'll wrap up the full-time report next. We're also going to look at scores from around the league, and I, I know many of you apparently don't want to hear this, but a lot of results around the league are going or went Atlanta United's way tonight. It could very well be. Jason is correct. It might only take 12 more points, a total of 45. Usually 48's the number. Maybe 45 is. If everybody be. keeps dropping points, it might be less than 45. It, it could even be that. Uh, so we'll explain all that. We'll look ahead to the Portland match as well. Portland's having some problems tonight, which we'll get into as well. After this of the full-time report, Atlanta United falling to Philadelphia tonight 4-1 on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. That should be it. That is it. Full-time. This is the full-time report. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. 
All right, wrapping up the full-time report here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Philadelphia defeating Atlanta United tonight 4-1. Elsewhere around the league, we'll just give you the scores quickly. And for some reason, a lot of Atlanta United fans don't want to hear this. Um, But most of the results around the league tonight were not unfavorable to Atlanta United if they're to make the playoffs. Columbus beat Miami 1-0. Probably would have preferred a draw there, but, I mean, that's not that's not bad. One of those teams had to lose. Red Bulls went up to Montreal, won, won you know, really no effect on Atlanta United. Both those teams were safely in. New England-Chicago played to a scoreless draw. That's a good result for Atlanta United. Seattle leads at Orlando at halftime, 1-0. Stephen Fry saved a penalty there. That helps Atlanta United. L.A. Galaxy got a late equalizer to draw with Toronto 2-2. Certainly much, much better for Atlanta than a Toronto win. That one's actually really big because Toronto's only got five games left. That's right. Yes, correct. D.C. went into Red Bull Arena tonight and beat New York City 2-1. And we were talking about this during one of the breaks. I think D.C., Wayne Rooney may have surprised Atlanta United with that pressing on Sunday. And I think maybe they surprised uh, New York City tonight as well. LAFC, by the way, this is irrelevant to Atlanta United, but LAFC is trailing Houston in the 81st minute 2-1. Nashville's putting it on Colorado 4-1. Colorado 10-1 against them in their last two games and goals. Real Salt Lake, impressive first half, 2-0 lead at halftime over Minnesota. Austin and Portland. Atlanta United plays Portland on Sunday. That match is not going to kick off for at least another 45 minutes. They've had lightning problems in Austin tonight. Look, that could goof up Portland's regen day tomorrow if they're going to fly home tonight, and I assume they will. You'll take any psychological or emotional advantage you can get at this point. Um, So it's not going to help Portland, obviously, that they have to sit through that delay tonight. But, um, you know, we said at the beginning tonight that Atlanta United's got to get something out of this road trip. They still can get something out of this road trip Sunday afternoon in Portland. But as I said... You can't let the effects of this match linger. A couple of things in terms of the table. You're still three points out of a playoff spot right now. Um, Cincinnati's got a game in hand on you. They have two points on you. They're one point out of a spot. Miami is in the last spot on 36. Uh, What hurts is Columbus picking up three, but it was against Miami. So, I mean, whatever, you're still fighting for a spot. Orlando is losing right now. They're on 39 along with Columbus. I'm not worried about them. You're looking at the last spot right now. The teams in between Atlanta and Miami, Cincinnati has that extra game in hand on Atlanta. Toronto has played one more game, so they have one less game to play. New England is on 35 in ninth. You play Toronto, you play New England. Those are critical. You also play Orlando. Critical. In my mind, Portland is a game where you want to get something out of it. They're going to be fighting. They're out of a playoff spot right now as they're going to get ready to kick off. It looks like at about 10 local time in Austin. That's where it stands now, but there's still lightning in the area. You're looking at the Portland game as something you want to get things out of. The Toronto game, you want me to say must win. I hate that term because it gets overused. Toronto is must win. Orlando is probably must win those are the two that are the most important if you beat portland and lose to toronto that's far worse than if you pick up three points the other way around if you need to beat toronto 
you need to beat Orlando, and you need to go to New England and win that game. That's nine of the 12 that you need. That's really what this season comes down to, far more than tonight, far more than Sunday. You've got to win those three against teams you're fighting with, and the way the results are going, I had predicted it out looking at where you could fall. I thought 45 was what you had to get to to get into the conversation. With a lot of teams not picking up points, 45 might guarantee you a spot, Mm. and less than that might be what you're fighting for. But you've got to beat the teams that are ahead of you that you play. And that starts with Toronto and then Orlando on short rest and then New England in the next to last game. Those are the key games. All right, so our next match, Sunday, Providence Park, Portland, Oregon. We're going to stay in Philadelphia through Friday and then fly out to the West Coast. Uh, We're staying with Atlanta United all the way through this road trip. So that is their plan. They're going to train here in Philadelphia tomorrow and Friday and then fly out to Oregon. Atlanta United has not played the Timbers since 2019, and they have never lost at Providence Park. Keep that in mind. We'll be on the air 5 p.m. Sunday, excuse me, not Friday, Sunday, 5 p.m. for the Five Stripes Countdown. 5.30 will be the kickoff. Atlanta United and Portland Timbers, a rematch of the 2018 MLS Cup Final. Our producer tonight, Dylan Matthews. For Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. The final again, Philadelphia Union defeating Atlanta United 4-1. We'll see you Sunday evening from Portland here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.